This is Boat Crew RPG with The Lightless Beacon. As the light flickers in from the lamp held in Armand's hands, you're looking at the ground and realizing that you're standing in and many of you covered in this thick crimson red fluid of sorts. You're in the kitchen, which looks to be, you know, with with the exception of the door, tidy and well-kept and well-stocked. Says, oh my God. Armand will just look at the blood and just in shock. Mason will try to put his body to block Audrey from seeing what's there. And he's going to say, is that what I think it is? Does it smell like blood? Because we've been walking around here for some time. Uh, yeah, now that you've you know kind of got the door shut and you know you have a chance to be in a spot for more than uh, a few seconds without pouring rain on you, like you're yeah you're noticing like the strong iron smell and any amount of like shielding that Mason is trying to do is you know probably useless because like Audrey's covering it in it just as much as everyone else at this point. Somebody tell tell me that it's just lead paint. No, George would not keep paint like this around here. When we were out there and I was picking up uh, this and I hold up like the bullet casing, I saw uh, animal footprints, I believe to be of an alligator. And I believe this door up there was blocked for a reason. And this one was open for another reason. There are no alligators on islands in Massachusetts. Well, maybe maybe someone, maybe some explorer brought a a pet back from Africa or something. I don't, who cares? Damn invasive species. My point is we should block the doors again. I concur. Do you know if it's in here? You don't know. If, did we search for all the possible entrances? It could the animal could still be inside. Can we tell how fresh the blood is? Like, uh, is it arterial blood where it's like a spray everywhere? Or is it just venous blood that's trickling? Can I get a medicine roll? I would also take natural world or um, some sort of biology skill. Yeah, biology because everything else is crap. <laughs> Can we overall that or just Monica? Yeah, you could all roll it because I'm thinking Mason's kind of wondering this out loud, and you know, you all got a chance to get very like close to it inadvertently. Very, very intimate with it. I oh. suck at all of those, so I'm just I think I'm out. I got a an amazing four out of forty. Now I rolled a sixty-four out of fifty on natural world. Well, Mason, if I lick it, I'll know whose blood it is. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, It appears to be mammalian. um, Probably like a couple weeks old tops. Um, Like it's kind of gooey still and not like a lot of it's been congealed. But a lot of it, um, you know, if it was like left in like a nice dry place, it would have been congealed and hardened already. But you're thinking that. Um, a lot of the uh, rainwater that has been seeping through the open door and um, 
probably from the roof in the main hallway as well, um, has probably added some liquid back into it. Uh, but your best guess is probably a few weeks with that um, amazing roll. Okay, so Mason would kind of squat down, pick up some of the congealed blood between his fingers, rub his fingers together and kind of smell it a bit. And he squints his eyes and he just seems to know instinctively that this is mammalian blood and it's been here for a little bit. He's kind of looking at the rest of the room, trying to follow, you know, a trail and say, and he says, uh, Corey, can I, can I bother you for a second? Can you, can you come down here? Don't hurt your leg, but just, just take a look at something with me. All right. I'll try to make my way over. He'll, you know, explain his findings and say, I think you and I should maybe look to see if there's a body in this place before Miss Audrey has the unfortunate sighting before we do. Maybe Armand can protect her here and the two of us can follow this trail to hopefully the person or animal that caused it. That sounds uh, like a good suggestion. Two teams, I think. I think that could work. Another thing, I I almost forgot when I was circling the building. I found this stuck to the wall. I believe it's also got blood on it. Now that I think about it, and I pull out like the little dart or whatever I uh, pricked from the outside and show it to him. Yeah, it looks like an ebony toothpick with some like viscous liquid on it. Um, it's not made of wood or metal. Um, with your background, probably some sort of like, I don't know, like chitinous material. Okay. Okay. So uh, do I have to roll or can I just know that it's made of like keratin or chitin? Yeah, you you would know that. You're, okay. you're a marine biologist. You're the one person who doesn't have to roll for this. <laughs> okay. So um, he's going to take that item and study it. And again, roll it between his fingers and say, this doesn't look like a dart. It, it kind of looks like a, a barb of some sort, but he can't decipher what animal, maybe a large catfish or the spine of a very large fish, perhaps. Where did you find this? It's stuck into the wall of the building. I was thinking maybe it was a poison dart that someone tried to fire at someone else. I don't know. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, hmm. And he tries to kind of wrap his mind around it, but it seems kind of inconsequential at the moment. But he says, I don't know. It looks like maybe somebody was walking, they were eating fish or something like that. And they, for whatever reason, got the spine on the wall, but maybe it was, maybe he had prepared dinner and then like it was thrown against the wall or something. It yeah, was ambushed, maybe, and then like the maybe dragon... his fish was under season. Like, uh, didn't didn't you say you found a coin, Corey? Yes. And may I see it, please? Uh, sure. I fetched the coin from my pockets. Um, also, the bullet casing. This was right next to it. I also saw several footprints, as I said animal footprints quite large um, like <sighs> talon like but also those of people I saw footprints leading to the lighthouse of course but also one set leading into the forest that I didn't want to look into any uh, any further 
and I'll take the he'll Armand will take the coin and I'll sort of look it over. Would you like to make me like how about like history roll? Either history or archaeology would work. All right, I have a uh, remember I added ten to the history, so I have fifty five in history. Come on, don't. Oh, 98. Totally pirate treasure. And so, yeah, he, he, looking at him, he, he will he'll, he'll say, I, I thought it was this. Listen, folks, I I knew the lighthouse keeper here, George Casty. He wrote to me a while back saying he had found something and wanted to see you know, I could sell it for him. And he said it would a bit but he wasn't sure about how legal it was, and it looks like he might have found an old pirate trove. And I'm guessing he couldn't keep his mouth shut, and others found out about it. I can't believe that Corey was right, that it's actually pirate treasure. Yeah, well, if you I, look- I made that up when we were outside to, like, I mean, I didn't want to seem uh, like I thought this was drastic, but to be quite frank with you, finding this bullet casing and this coin had me worried and also what's going on in here has me terribly well I, well I can definitely tell you it wasn't made by any like uh in reputable uh you know treasuries or mints back in like European stuff so I'm guessing it might have been like modified by like a, a pirate crew or something like they were cut marks into it or something to you know signify that it was their treasure or something I don't know and since this was a botch um Armand actually feels and he, he seems to all you that he's absolutely sure on this. Yeah, he's an expert. I mean, of course. Well, another thing that has me worried is the blood that is still coming from your leg, Corey. Don't worry, Corey. Down. Corey and I are actually on our way to look for a first aid kits. Armand, uh, would oh. you mind staying here with Miss Moore? Uh, Corey and I are going to have a look around. And he kind of says it in a way that lets Armand know that it's not that they're really looking for a first aid kit, but that they're going to investigate further. We're going to do men business for men only. Okay, that's some freaking (laughs) bullshit. Yeah, Audrey, I'm not going to make you roll psychology to uh, realize all the white knighting Mason's been doing for you so far. Yeah, that's great. And I think Audrey is also just done with it. And Audrey will turn to Mason and pointedly say, Mason, listen. I have been across the world. I have sailed on ships to Europe. I have seen my fair share of so-called shit. Stop protecting me from the world. I am not some damsel that just came out of a city and has never seen anything. So Corey is going to get his stamp gun out of his uh, pocket. And he points it at the ceiling uh, and says... Uh, I want to get this leg seen to as soon as possible as well, but I believe it is still wise that I or we uh, check the whole building. Um, We might not be the only people who are hiding here, and we've made a lot of noise already. I'm going with Corey, he says, like, very, you know, defiantly. And Miss Moore, you will do well to remember your place in society. We are doing this to protect you. I understand that you're a woman of certain knowledge of the world and you're well-traveled and well-educated. But remember that at the end of the day, it is the muscle and the gun that keeps the peace, not the mouth. 
please no politics right now. I am or I'm just not going to honor that request because though men may quote unquote rule the world, behind every man is a very self-assured woman. And that self-assured woman can take care of an entire household. I can take care of myself. You don't need to worry about me. You don't have to pretend that I, that I am need I need to be protected from the world. You don't have to speak in code. You can just say what you are about to do because clearly you are not going to take care of Corey's leg. Corey, let's go find a thing that killed this animal or maybe the animal that's still alive. Hopefully not a human. Thank you for honoring my request. So it sounds like there's two parties forming and uh, which, so there's a few areas um, you can explore around here. Um, you kind of been through the Eastern side of the, the lighthouse, but you haven't really explored any of it with a light source yet. There's also going into um, from the cottage to the lighthouse proper, if you like, there's also, um, going um, outside and looking around there, if you like, as well. So there's a few options. Um, I dropped a floor plan for the lighthouse into the chat earlier, just to give you a better idea what you're looking at. Um, uh, areas of note inside the lighthouse would be like the beacon proper. You're in the kitchen already. There's a study that Quinn um, crawled through earlier. There's the main hallway and... There's the bunkhouse that, um, like, you just kind of walked by earlier. Um, outside, there's the the tracks. There's a few buildings, and there's uh, the thicket itself. So, where would our parties like to go? It is well, it is still raining outside, right? Oh yeah, it's getting totally worse. Yeah, I mean, you only have one lantern so far that you found. Yeah, Armand. You know, shall we try and uh, climb our way to the beacon and try to light it again? I don't know if that's a good idea. Just because, so, Cody saw, he saw footprints outside. And if there's still footprints outside, which means they're fresh and the rain hasn't washed them away, which means there very well be people still on this island who are not friendly. We don't know if they're not friendly. Maybe they are friendly. Maybe it was an animal attack. We don't know anything. Besides, if we climb the the beacon, we may not we may not need to to light it, but at least we can see from there. Maybe we can see into the ticket. That's I can agree with that. Also, if there is an animal, or if there are people still around, then I think we are less likely to bump into them if we are upstairs and Corey and Mason protect the downstairs area, right? Because that's what men do, right? Makes sense. He will... I guess Armand will hand the lantern over to Corey just to make sure that he has a, a light source and a gun so he can actually just, you know, aim. And I think uh, Corey and I are just going to follow the blood trail to see if we can find a body. Alrighty. So, um... Armand and Mace, ah, sorry, Armand and Audrey, um, you're, are you heading out without a light source or are you going to look around and try to find something first? 
I think we, I think we can like you know, like maybe check the study or like something, you know, check around the media area for another lantern, probably because, you know, it's you know, it's just good sense to have more than one light source. Yeah, I agree. We need to have a light source in order to climb the stairs. Well, I don't know about necessarily climb the stairs. They're probably on guardrails and stuff, but it's just, you know. All right, um, Corey, would you then want to like lend your light source? Um, long enough for them to find one of their own. Uh, I mean, I would help them look as well. As lo- we don't need to split up to look for another light source, but yes, uh, I think that's a good idea. All right. So, um, Armand, you said you wanted to head into the study. Yes. All right. So, with the oil lamp, you're able to now look around and note a few. Um, things of interest in the study, um, including like, you know, there's a few like, like candles, there's another oil lamp on the desk, but it appears to be uh, much larger and like one of those that is not a portable one. Um, digging through uh, drawers, you find uh, one electric torch, um, plenty of candles, um, but uh there's there's enough for you each of you to at least have a candle, and there's the one oil lamp that's like a handheld one that Corey's been using. All right, so Corey, do you would prefer the electric torch or the uh, oil lamp? Uh, you wanted to go outside, right? Well, no, we were thinking to head. So I think like the the lighthouse is part of like they're like is it like the cottage and lighthouse is like one building ish. You could access um, the the beacon tower itself from the inside of the cottage. And that's the only door that you noticed, Corey, especially having major circuit around. You saw a few other buildings on the back end of it, but only one like entry to the um, tower itself. All right, so I think Corey would, should take the electric torch. Uh, uh, Armand will take the handheld oil lantern and then everyone else just get some candles. Yeah, that sounds good. I think the torch will be easier to handle. And he uh, shakes his gun a little. All right. So who's remaining here? In the study? Yes. Corey and Mason. All right. So um, Audrey and Armand, you make your way out back into the hallway, um, past the bunkhouse section and the larger section of the um cottage and it doesn't take you um very long to see like the the blood kind of like oozes into from out of the kitchen and like towards the base of the lighthouse and shining your um light sources around you notice that there are a few more of those um peculiar pieces of pirate treasure that you found earlier um kind of sitting in the edges of the blood at the foot of the stairs Armand will sort of you know, pick pick them up and just sort of look at them in the uh, in the in lantern light. Looks the same as the other ones. Or more pirate treasure. He'll say out loud. Oh, wonderful! Uh, let's keep it with us for now, and then um, I, I think before we we head into the lighthouse area, I think we need to do that slightly more quietly than we have been moving around down here. Wouldn't you agree? I do agree. So let's just. So you guys can roll your sneak rolls now and let me know how you're doing. 81 out of 20. I did not make it. 
Audrey isn't helping with being quiet. <laughs> I rolled yeah. a 40 out of 20. We're too wet to be sneaky. Yeah, pretty yep. much. Um, but luckily for you, neither of you botched, and you do have a lot of cover from the storm. Um, as you're make your way up like the Jacob's ladder staircase towards the top of the beacon. I'm gonna jump back down to Corey and Mason. You are in by now a pretty well lit study. Um, it has the still open window from when uh, Armand climbed in earlier, um, but there's uh, three armchairs located in roughly the center of the room. Um, there's a table and a desk, and each of them have their own wooden chairs uh, next to them. And there's like uh, several books, uh, maritime tales, a, a book of uh, ornithology. Um, a repair manual for the lighthouse, uh, pipe, tobacco, and um, a sketchbook, pencils, um, watercolors, paints, brushes, and paper all seem pretty interesting. And there's, you know, plenty of drawers and um, cabinets to, like, go through. So, Mason, uh, should we quick check all the rooms or go through all these drawers. I want to check the drawers and the surroundings because, and he points to uh, his soggy boots, says, I had my my knife with me, but it seems that swimming while carrying Miss Audrey, my knife became dislodged, and now all I have with me is a scalpel. And I doubt that in combat, a scalpel will be of any use unless it requires, you know, disarming a bomb. So if we could just have a look through the study to see if maybe there's a revolver or anything like that, that, you know, we can both use now that we know that there's something in here or someone. And after that, we can investigate the other rooms, if that's okay with you. Sure. Good old reading revolver. A man has his pipe. A man has his booze. The revolver's never far. So um, as you're kind of looking around, you, you do remember that there were some pretty nice kitchen knives that could be serviceable um, in the kitchen. If you wanted to replace a knife, it, it's not a combat knife or anything, but it'll, you know, sticking with a pointy end, it'll do the same. Um, but yeah, if you want to make me either spot hidden or library use rolls for the study. I'll go with the spot hidden only because I doubt Mason's going to be reading anything at the moment. Um, and with spot hidden, I got a 60 under 70. I also do spot hidden and I impaled that. Alrighty. Well, the, uh, Mason, you, you pull open a drawer looking for like, you know, the handy reading revolver and you notice a, you know, bunch of papers, but you kind of feel things rolling around as well. And you pull out what appears to be. Uh, five um, un unused rounds for a 38 special. They say 0.38s on the back of it. So he'll pull those out and show them to Corey and say, look, reading bullets. Good start. Good start. You also find um, an interesting letter of note, um, Mason, which I just dropped in the chat. Um, Corey, 
um, searching around, you find, um, you know, the paintings look um, fairly interesting. And were you an art appreciado, you might consider them fairly good. Um, however, you also find um, what appears to be um, a, some sort of journal that, um, you know, has been chronicling some of the days. Um, I dropped the uh, the paper that um, Mason found first and the journal that Corey found second into the chat. If you would like to read them into the record or you could not read them. Uh, so... I really cannot uh, read the journal, unfortunately. Like the uh, resolution is not that good. I can uh, read the letter. So I'll grab that and uh, squint, head to the light source that Corey has, and say, uh, "I found this, and it caught my eyes. It caught my eye because it mentions coins. Uh, it's, it's written to a Miss Cassidy, and uh, it says, uh, Dear Miss Cassidy.'" Dated uh, April 2nd, so just a few days back. Thank you for your letter dated February 28th of this year. I do indeed recognize the coin you described, or at least I recognize the style of decoration, for we have a piece of similar origin here in our museum in Newburyport. As a result, I suspect your coin hails from nearby Innsmouth, and only the locals of that benighted town could tell you its true worth, to them at least. However, if you value your immortal soul, I strongly caution you against contacting any denizens of that place. No good, and then he squints a little bit, no good ever came from dealings with Innsmouth. Instead, the Newburyport Society would be glad to purchase any coins you may have from you at the market value once their authenticity has been confirmed. If you would care to make arrangements to visit me here at the Society's Museum at your earliest convenience, then I can arrange to have our appraiser examine the coins, whereupon we can agree a fair price for the scale, for the sale. Uh, again, Miss Cassidy, I urge you most strongly to not approach anyone in Innsmouth about your find. It really is for the best of all concerned. Yours sincerely, Miss Anna Tilton. Hmm. You think there was some foul play maybe between these societies? Well, this woman definitely did not want uh, Miss Cassidy to bring those coins anywhere but her hand. I'm starting to think there might be something more than pirates going on here. I also found this journal here. It's heavy cursive, but I'll try my best. So we have an entry from the 19th of February. I found something on one of my walks, a coin. I kept walking and found another, then another. I know it's gold. Found some mechanical parts as well. Looks like it might be from a ship. Uh, I can't read that part. <laughs> I don't recall having uh, hearing anything about the wreck of late. Yeah, sorry. Like I, really I, I, I think I can read it a bit. Unless it went down in last night's storm, when when the light was out, I better keep the I better keep this quiet. Don't want the others to hear to get a slice of the treasure. I think I will keep this journal as a means of documenting my findings. This has to be worth a mint. 
Friday, February the 16th, 1926. That coin, I can't make out the word, I, I brought, I brought in Jolly's point is useless. One thing I know is that the coins are real old. I've asked if I can stay on for as long as I can until I'm sure there's nothing left there for me to for me to find for me to lie my for me to lie in my pockets and I have to find a good lead on these coins and go where the money takes me <sighs> hard I can't make out the next sentence should probably try some of those fancy antique stores in Rockport while I'm at it. March 10th, 1926. These coins are getting hard to find. The two new crew members are talking. Matters? Makes difficult to search. I think it says they're not helping matters and it makes it difficult to search without getting noticed. Yes. And I think that's, I can't make up the April 3rd, 1926. I've got a good lead now. I'll be sending one more letter to Innsmouth. Then I'm confident I can get off the stinking island for good. I think Michael is watching me. I've bought a gun just in case. April 1926. Smith said he will leave the lighthouse tomorrow morning. He says he doesn't care if we're, we're it's something about a contract. He's had enough of this island and everything on it. Can they make out the next thing? Then it says, I've seen Michael peering in the window. Joining my daily walks, I'll have to be a lot more careful. That was spying, I think, but yeah. Spying. And then April 12th, 1926. Smith left without a word. He and Michael didn't see him go. Didn't take his paintings with him, which is a bit odd. Michael has gone... I can't make out the next... Michael has gone to check something outside. Seems... I don't know. I think there's more than just something in that pipe of his. More than, more than something. I think there's something more than just tobacco in that pipe of his. And then I can't read the last sentence. I guess the rain was too much. All right. So what I make from this is the person who lived here found these coins and tried to secretly make a make some sort of a big treasure <laughs> but he has co-workers that are suspicious I know one of them and there should be a gun here <laughs> so now that he reads that out loud you know Mason's looking at his letter and it is something that was printed and given the rain coming in through the window the ink is kind of smeared and everywhere but Kind of piggybacking off of what Corey just read, he's thinking instead of it being a Miss Cassidy, perhaps it was a Mr. Cassidy. And now he's putting all the documents together to kind of make heads and tails of it. 
And he's, you know, thinking about the coins and then apparently these, these paintings that were left behind. And he kind of looks at Corey and says, uh, do you think the paintings are of some value? And that's why it's weird that they were left behind. I don't know. If we see them, maybe we can tell. I'm assuming that the painter did painting kind of as a cover-up. He may have been trying to steal something or investigate. Are the paintings in this room, Lord Keeper? Yeah. Um, you, you probably stacked some sort of papers on top of them, but they appear to be like, you know, watercolors of sorts. Um like there's a whole stack of them. You found the paintbrushes and the paints um, nearby. Um, going through them, they look mostly like seascapes and like bits of the thicket and basically things from you see what you see around the island. Um, but one of them looks a little bit different um, than the other ones. If you have like an art skill or a psychology skill, I'll let you roll that. Uh, Corey, do you have anything? Because I don't. We may as well just take the papers to Audrey. <laughs> I have psychology at 10. <laughs> One looks a little bit weirder than the others, but uh, that's all you can get across. So, uh, Audrey and Armand, you're making your way up slowly the spiral staircase, and like rain is kind of pouring down from the top of the beacon down to you. Um, you notice several times bits of glass just like splayed on the stairs. Um, uh, since you have a light source at this point, um, you're able to avoid it quite easily. But um, you're thinking that something happened, um, either weather or foul play, to um, break something up there. And now the elements are seeping down um, towards you. Um, as you spiral upwards um like you get closer to the top and you kind of are greeted by sort of a wet bloody scene uh two panes of glass in the lantern's room windows have been broken um their shadow remains are crunching underfoot um rain's blowing through the gaps making metal uh slippery and you see the corpses of um well, one is a man who, Armand, you would recognize um, instantly as uh, George Cassidy. And another appears to be some sort of like, some sort of like prop monster from a Hollywood movie or something. Um, and it looks like this sort of like crustacean like thing is like attached to the neck of Cassidy. Um, Audrey and Armand, can I get some sanity rolls at this point? Yay! 47 and 55. 27 under 60. So you both pass. Um, so I'm going to say, Armand, since this is a close friend of yours, you can still uh, choose to lose one um, if you like. Choose? You could choose to lose or not. Or. Because you did make the you made you made the pass. I choose to not lose my sanity. I am not gonna go crazy this game. I tell you, I'm not. Not this time. So you're 
your hardened on human um, remains of the soul looks, you look upon the dead cold eyes of your friend um, and just look around like the weird stuff all around, like uh, Audrey, like it, it must, it must be some sort of like circus freak or something, but it's like this humanoid figure, but it, it appears to have like greenish skill, uh, greenish skin and like, gills on its neck and like these big like um bass like lips and bulging watery eyes staring back at you um both um figures are dressed um in what appear to be like uh like those yellow slick rain suits and there's just like some sort of like crustacean attached to um cassie's neck it's just like weird and unnerving but you're both holding it together and the rain's just pouring down there's glass everywhere um the the only light is from your um uh lamps um um um, the the candle audrey that you're holding um yeah you pretty much have to keep your hand over it in order to keep it going but uh the weather's pretty bad out here, and it appears to be getting worse. Okay. So Armand will just... George. <sighs> Got greedy, George. Got greedy. That's why, why I stopped going into the trading stuff. Too many people... If it's too too valuable, too many people want it. Is, is there like a gun or any kind of weapon nearby that... You see a um, clutched in the hands of your friend is appears to be a uh, revolver of some sort. After you know, taking a moment to compose himself, Armand will try to take the uh, revolver from uh, the corpse of George. Um, sure. Uh, as you're trying to like get his. Uh, rigid fingers out of it. Can you make me a lock roll? Oh, goody. Shoot yourself. Watch is like the uh, 48 out of 22. I do not make it. Audrey, can you make me a luck roll? <laughs> 92. 92 over. What was it again? 50. Well, it's not a botch. Would so I'll let you make a dodge roll if you like. If I like, how kind of you? Yes, I will try this. Nope, twenty nine over twenty five. Armand, as you're trying to get the um, rigid fingers of your friend out of this uh, pistol, you're pulling at it, and the gun goes off and starts ricocheting all around, and um, Audrey. Uh, you feel it um, like scrape across your hip bone before disappearing into the darkness, and you can lose two hit points, please. Uh, downstairs, I'm not going to even make you roll to hear the gunshot that went off, like, you know, only about uh, 100 feet away from you. It is followed by a very loud, high pitched scream. Oh, dear God. Uh, oh, my oh God, Miss uh, Audrey, are you, are you okay? No, no, I'm not okay. I'm bleeding. Ah, I cannot stand anymore. 
oh, hold on. And he'll like, you know, take a bit of it. Big, <laughs> for a second, I thought about taking some of the stuff. <laughs> he'll rip his own shirt, not the, not the dead man's clothing. He'll rip, some of, he'll rip some of his shirt off and like, you know, put like, like a bandage or like, like something to first aid it. Yeah, he has first aid. It can help. You're going to try and bandage a hip bone. I think you're going to put pressure on that. And that's all you're going to have to do. Or at well, least you, that's you, all you, you can do. You've you got you have like cars and corsets on. You can like tie it on. I don't know how it works in the 1920s. Oh, stop. Just stop with the looks. I can feel the judgment already. So I'm going to make a first aid roll just to see if I can maybe give you a point back. It's better Absolutely. than nothing. I got a six out of 30. Is, is that a one-fifth? Exceptional success? First, first aid. Yep, that is, that, is a, that is an impale. I will allow you to roll a d6 rather than a d3. <laughs> but this is only towards the gunshot wound, not the I almost drowned wound. All right. Got four. So you get two you get the two back. It still hurts like all hell, Audrey, but um he's able to patch it up and like you'll be limping, but I mean I guess it's the least he could do after shooting you. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I I feel I fine, fine, just okay. I think I get I think this would it will be enough to stop the bleeding and I am so again. I am so sorry, Miss. I am so sorry. I I know you've said that ten times. That doesn't make it any better. Um, what the hell are we looking at? This this I've never seen such a thing. Not even in the circus. But America surely has changed since I last was here with their with the circus acts. I think. Uh, keeper, can I roll a natural world to learn more about this creature? Absolutely. Person? Do I really want to know more? Yes. Yes, I do. Unfortunately, Audrey doesn't. I mean, you can always spend luck. <laughs> oh, true. Uh, How far away are you? to dodge the bullet. You could have, yeah. Yeah, I could have. This was more dramatic. This was totally a choice. Can, uh, as a, can, can I make a roll to see if I can history it? Like, is there any sort of his, history with pirates and Fishmen? Is there? I mean, of... it sounds like a something you'd weir- read in weird tales, honestly. Have you read a history book? There's full of weird shit. You, you can make the roll, but I would need uh, an exceptional success. Very well. No, 83 out of 55. I did not make that. Yeah, I'm you... not going to spend luck on my roll, by the way, because that is 27 luck, which is over half of my luck in one roll, which is a little bit much. Yeah. Uh, the two of you upstairs, um, can you make me a listen roll? Okay. 14 46. out of 20. I made it. I also made it with a 46 under 50. Uh, what is that? I don't want to get back get get back down. I I don't know I I don't want to be stuck on the ladder if whatever it is finds us. I want to be with the other two. The yep. more guns we have pointed at, whatever that is, is better. Is yep. the best. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, let's let's go. And she tries to get up and then try, tries to limp down the stairs. All right. Downstairs, Corey Mason, um, you hear a gunshot, a high-pitched scream. Uh, it's interrupting your reading. How rude of them. What are you doing? Mason was just packing up the, the paintings and the papers, and he's got them you know, firmly grasped in his hand when he hears the gunshot and he just kind of pops his head up and freezes and then looks to Corey for his reaction since he's the the man with the the gun skills and the one that he's looking towards to see how he's reacting to kind of gauge how freaked out he should be. Hold still, be quiet. If things are bad, Armand just shot Audrey. Why would you think our man shot Audrey and not I don't know. the pirate? He, he, he freaked out. Or the pirates in here and shot her because she wouldn't shut up. Um, there is no sound of any more fighting. So Armand isn't fighting a pirate. Okay, well, jeez. Uh, uh, he looks a little nervous. He's kind of looking around. They're upstairs. We should right. help them. Right. Maybe, and he looks a little unsure as to whether or not he actually wants to get himself in the line of danger. I guess we will have to, or they have to come down to meet us. I don't think there's any other way. Armand's a good guy. We should go help him. I'm not so sure. And there's well, a clank, 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 clank. <laughs> like two <laughs> people just you know, trying their best to not slip and run as fast as they can, but also not to fall down the stairs. Can we hear that it's like multiple people on the stairs? Uh, yeah, and uh, if you go out and look up, um, if you want, you could see them if you choose to. Okay, I I try to um, take cover, maybe, but uh, look for uh, the way that they will be um, coming. So you kind of like poke your head out from behind the door to kind of glance up there because not knowing what's going on at first you see Armand kind of like running down the stairs and you see he's holding a gun and your heart skips a beat until a few seconds later you see Audrey hobbling along behind him what happened up there found found two dead bodies that's not what I mean why did you shoot Audrey the gun went off. Oh, the dead, dead had very. I was trying to get the gun off, off a dead man, off, off George, off George. It went off accidentally. Oh, jeez, my God! But there's, there's something coming. What? I don't know. And I don't. Uh, care that's not very specific. <laughs> it made like gargling, bubbly, weird sounds. I don't know. Hearing that everyone is alive, you know, kind of Mason pops his head out after Corey and sees Armand holding the gun and says, what do you know, Corey? He found the reading gun. And he kind of pulls the soggy bullets out of his pocket and shows them to Armand and says, I'm guessing these fit that weapon. And Armand will just immediately just grab grab all the bullets and try to like reload the pistol. Hey, Arm- your gun time for tonight is over. No, 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 no. I, I need this. We need that. There's something coming right now, and we need all the guns we can get. You said something is coming. Is it a pirate? I t- 
told you it was a pirate, Corey. I don't know. It's there's the two dead men. I think they're at least one, I know one of them is a man up at the top of the lighthouse. George Casty. He's like the one I told you about. My friend who took the one to find the pirate treasure. He is he's dead up there, and he I think he managed to kill his assailant, which uh, I, I, some, I think is a man. Maybe it's like a born with like a disorder or deficiency, something. He looks like a fish. Scott. Ah, yes, an imp. One of those one that are born too early or born of inbreeding. Sure, yes, whatever. And so he'll like he'll reload the pistol the revolver and like, you know. It, it, um, all I know is but it was horrific. There was blood everywhere. There was this indeed this, this weird fish person. There was this dead man. It would, the wind and rain was gushing in. Oh, I, I don't think this lighthouse can be saved. Well, what are your what's the plan? So there are you said there's there's one of them that's alive. One of the imps is upstairs. They're coming down, assuming because they saw you. No, no, no. There, there was no one alive up there. I, I, I don't a bit probably. I don't know. We we both heard something growl at us, and we came back. We came down as fast as we could. We didn't really stop to investigate. Oh well, don't worry. Sometimes gases build up in bodies. If your friend has been dead for a while, that's the sound of lungs expelling air as bacteria builds up pressure. That's probably the sound you heard. Something like, right? My mom will just look at him, like you know. Soaking wet, holding the gun, not quite crazed, but still intense look on his face. Just then you go up and check if you're so inclined. Well, I mean, I know what a dead body looks like. And as he's saying that, he just kind of hands Audrey the handful of paintings that he found and the letters that are smeared with ink. Uh, he sees that she's bleeding, but he's just figuring she did something to deserve to get shot. He says, <laughs> Uh, we found these in the study. Uh, looks like some sort of paintings. One of them's a little weird. Corey said, perhaps, you know, we should take them with us. I figured you would know. Corey, do you want to go upstairs and check what they're talking about? We can't leave this lighthouse. Where are we going to go? We're on an island. We have no ship. We have no communications. We're stranded. The best chance of us making it through the night are to stay indoors. I mean, I, uh, unfortunately, I think at this point I will have to take uh, a glance at whoever's up there and um, assess their identity, um, the matter in which they ceased. So, yeah, I will walk up there. So, Corey um, makes his way up to the... Uh, grisly scene previously described at the top of the lighthouse while presumably the rest of you are pouring over paintings mason are you coming (laughs) mason's gonna be his backup he's an injured man and he figures you know armand's a little neurotic right now and audrey's just neurotic by nature so he's gonna follow Corey as a backup and just say armand just calm down okay it's just shadows. We're all a little rattled up. Keep that gun maybe pointed at the floor. I, I've, I know how to handle a pistol, thank you very much. I have had many hours 
training. Yes. Great. So many hours training that you just shoot me by trying to get it out of a dead man's hand. Well, never well perhaps had, you never startled had... him. Or perhaps I didn't. And uh, I was I just I have never had to corpse? pry a pistol out of a dead man's hand before. That's not really something anyone trains for. Don't worry, Armand. I know you're a good man. Just hold the floor. We'll check upstairs. Be right down. Miss Audrey, if you wouldn't mind, read the letter and the paintings. There's something strange going on with these gold coins that we've been finding. And it seems that the keeper of this lighthouse is involved in something a little bit more nefarious. Would you mind? As a matter of fact, I wouldn't. Excellent. Thank you. And with that, he follows Corey upstairs. So Armand and Audrey, with roles reversed, now you hear um, feet on um, stairs ascending above you as you're pouring over the evidence that uh, your two shipmates, I guess, for lack of a better term, have had uncovered earlier. Um, Armand, right away, you notice... um, the letter in our the handwriting in the journal um, is a dead ringer for the dead ringer upstairs. You've you've known uh, George for a long time, and you've you've had letters um, back and forth, and recognizes handwriting easily. Um, yeah, Audrey, as you're going through the paintings, could I get an art roll? Yes, you can. That is a hard success. Seventeen under sixty-five. Um, these are good. Um, these paintings, like, I mean, they're, they're seascapes and like watercolors, um, for the most part, um, a few of them like appear to be, um, oil paintings done based off some of the watercolors, which seem to be very good. And, you know, if you frame them, they'll actually be worth some money, especially if they're done by a dead artist with a good story attached to it. Um, as you're going through, you're you're seeing like a lot of the same themes and you get one, you get to this, this one. And can you make me a sanity roll? That's a 57 over 50. So first lose a point of sanity. Um, The subject matter itself isn't that like scary, but you're going through and, you kind of had the feeling that the artist had going through this. This one's rushed. This one was done in a haste. There's not nearly the same amount of artistic talent taken in as all the other ones, but it's almost like this person was just trying to do a quick Madden sketch of things and you're peering out and it seems to be of the Island itself. And there's some sort of figure with some glowing eyes standing and coming on forth from the thicket and it's just staring back with you at back at you with these soulless eyes Corey, um mason when you get to the top can i get some sanity rolls so i got a 49 and uh 65 and i scored a four out of 60 i mean much the same it it appears to be a dead body um it's not someone you know personally it's probably a lighthouse keeper. Um, he's dressed like one. And again, uh, it must be a circus freak um, because that's all it could be. I mean, 
either that or some sort of like Hollywood movie monster. I mean, the talkies aren't a thing yet, but movies are really big at this t- point. Mason, you are a scholar. What what do you make of this? Can I do a biology or a zoology role? Absolutely. Well, uh, I rolled a zoology and I got a 70 out of 60, so. I mean, you're, you can spend luck if you want, but. I mean, honestly, it's nothing you've ever seen. And you don't really have a like a good explanation for what's here. Um, you know what? I'll spend fifteen luck to uh bring me down to a success. Is that a regular success then? Yes. All right. This thing is definitely not natural. Um, you are recognizing both human and elements of like some sort of aquatic life it appears to be or at least was biologically alive um you're noticing you're noticing the crustacean that is like attached to the human's neck and it looks to be some sort of like crab thing but is like stuck on there with some like really tough jaws like it just—it's weird. Um, can you roll me another sanity now? I get a thirty-seven out of sixty. Well, as weird as it is, is, like it is unnatural, but you know the the great seas and their wonderful depths must have all forms of life that uh, are yet to be uncovered. So I just kind of look at Corey and say, "I mean, it looks like some sort of sea creature, but..." I hmm, I can't really make out what is this. This is some sort of genetic mutation that I've never seen. Huh? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know any of that, but I agree. It's nothing that I've ever seen. And as the two of you stand there contemplating what are what's at your feet and the the scene all around you, you hear. Another cry in the distance. First time for you. And downstairs, you hear a great thud as something is thrown up against the door really hard. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.